talk about Giants playoff football here on The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome in right now, Taylor Mathis, of course, hottest picks in the game, yet another round of the hottest picks in the game with Taylor, this time divisional round. You can check Taylor at, at TMathSports on Twitter and Instagram. She's a host, uh, reporter, content for Superbook Sports, betting analyst for FTN Network. Taylor, how are you ahead of this divisional round? I am doing good, Sal. How are you doing? Pretty good. Congratulations on your Cowboys from a week ago. Before we look ahead to the games tomorrow and Sunday, of course, um, you must have enjoyed that one, the the bloodbath on Monday night. Oh, I definitely did. I feel like Dak really had his moment last weekend, proved a lot of people wrong. Hey, he proved me wrong. I was not expecting that. Much of a dominant win. I'm looking forward to the 49ers. I don't want to give away my pick yet in that game, but... I, I think my Cowboys have a decent chance this weekend. Do you have picks for every game this weekend? I all four? do. All right. I do. I love it. Is there? We'll, we'll go in order, but is there a matchup Perfect. that you're looking outside of your Cowboy fandom? Is there a game that you're looking forward to the most on the board? I would say Bengals-Bills just because this will be the first time we're actually going to get to see Josh Allen and Joe Burrow really duke it out on the field. A lot of people have a lot to say about which young quarterback would you base a team around. I think it'll be interesting to see how both of these guys handle the pressure in the postseason. Who really is the guy to build a future with? Yeah, I mean, look, there are great matchups. Three of the four matchups are as good as you can possibly get. The fourth being mm-hmm. the Chiefs and Jaguars. That's not a bad one either. It just doesn't compare to the other three. Let's start there. Saturday afternoon, Taylor, Chiefs and Jaguars. I mean, look, this is the Jaguars coming off a great comeback. Chiefs coming off the bye, well-rested. Maybe people expecting them to go back to another Super Bowl. What do you like here in the Chiefs and Jaguars? That line, I believe, right now, according to Superbook Sports, is 9.5 points. What do you like in this one? Well, this is the only favorite of the weekend that I am 100% confident in, especially coming off of a bye. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid off of a bye is 28-5. and five. And with Patrick Mahomes under center for Reed off of a bye, 9-1, and one, so even better. He averages 30 points a game in those games. So I'm calling a Chiefs win for sure. And one thing that I feel like you can always count on in a Chiefs victory is the best tight end in the league, Travis Kelsey, to contribute. So I'm going with three different plays wrapped in one, all on Kelsey. Kelsey over six and a half receptions. He's only hit this over 30% of the time this season through his last 10 games. And he did only have six receptions against the Jags back in November, but through 15 games, playoff games, Kelsey's hit this over eight out of the seven of eight out of those 15 times, and seven of those have come with Mahomes at quarterback. And also, I'm going with Kelsey over 79 and a half receiving. 
The Jags give up the most yardage to tight ends in the entire league, and Kelsey has 81 yards against them earlier this season. The Jags are also bottom 10 in allowing the most TDs to tight ends. So I'm taking a Kelsey anytime touchdown as well. 12 touchdowns through 15 postseason appearances and 12 already this year. So if you take all three of those as straight bets, or you could take my Travis Trey same game parlay, Kelsey over six receptions, over 79 and a half receiving and an anytime touchdown comes out to plus 185. But it's all on Kelsey. I love it. Do you normally do that, Taylor? Or you? No. Yeah, I like that you're going all on one. Occasionally, I will double dip on a player, but I just really like Travis Kelsey in this matchup. It is the only favor of the week, like I said, that I really trust. I'm confident in the Chiefs. I think it was great to see the Jags win last weekend, but I think their luck, their winning has come to an end here, and the Chiefs move on. Yeah, and look, I mean, for the Jaguars, it's been great just to get to this point. Uh, you know, the great comeback win. Everybody thought that they were dead early in that game. You know, down thirty nothing. They come back. Whatever the the uh, the, the way the Jaguars. Uh, you know, twenty seven nothing. The way they come back in that game against San Diego against uh, the Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers. This is a, a free play for them, uh, as you'd say, bonus money as or house money as they go into Kansas City and try to take on a well rested right. Chiefs team here in that one. Hey, look, it, it's maybe the the worst matchup on the board, still a good one, and still some intrigue too with Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Peterson against his former coach, uh, coaching mate with Andy Reid. So there's some things to watch in that matchup. But I like that you bunched the the Kelsey parlay there all in one. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. You have something else to say on that, Taylor, or no? Uh, yes, a little bit. I was going to say I have to toot my own horn a little bit because I said Jags money line, and I started to doubt myself throughout that game. They came away with it at the end, and actually Superbook had me pick a underdog to boost last week. That was what we boosted, and everybody saying, you know, you work for a sports book. They make you pick a certain boost. I was like, no, I genuinely like the Jags. Jags came out on top, and people won more money if they bet on Superbook. I love that, and I saw your tweets, and everybody should be following along at TMath Sports on Twitter and on Instagram. And Taylor, the one thing that you should learn here is never doubt yourself ever. Exactly. You had, you had it all the way. You knew they were coming back. Did you double down <laughs> at halftime in that one? I did not. Nope. I let it ride. Let it ride. I was going to take it in stride if I came out with a massive loss. Thankfully, that did not happen. All right, Taylor. How about Saturday night, tomorrow night, the big game on the board here locally, Giants somehow this year. Look, I know that people thought that they could beat Minnesota. I was not necessarily one of them. I mean, I thought that they could. I didn't think that they would. But the fact that the Giants are actually here, starting the year with zero expectations, they are now in the divisional round about to take on the Eagles. What do you see from this game? Right now, I think it's a seven-and-a-half point line where the Eagles are favorite. What do you like in this one? Well, I saw the board very well last week. I also did not take the Giants outright. I did mention it last week, but I said for sure Giants plus three. So I actually put a parlay together of all my picks that I gave out last week, either money line or spread. I was dead on the money last week, so I'm hoping I'm seeing the board the same in the divisional round. I know that Philly has won the last two this season against the Giants already. They've also won the last nine home games against New York, too. But despite that entire trend in the way that it's lying, I like the Giants plus seven and a half. Jalen Hurts, we don't know if we're 100% getting Jalen Hurts, which if we don't, I don't think he's going to contribute as much in the run game because he's going to be more conscious of hurting that shoulder. 
Danny Dimes, on the other hand, is playing with house money. This season's already a huge success for him. The Giants didn't take that fifth-year option on his contract. That's now going to cost them in the long run because of the breakout season that he's having. So why would he not keep playing with guts? The better he plays, the more money he's going to make in the offseason. If the Giants pass up on him, I feel like there are plenty of teams out there that will gladly pay him. And the Giants really just have nothing to lose. In Week 18, even with Hurts back for the Eagles, he struggled against the Giants' B team. I think that New York will keep this one close. And as I keep talking up Jones, I'm really talking him up. In order to keep up with Philly's offense, I really think Brian Gable will scheme up Jones to use his legs more. So I'm going to take Jones over his rushing prop of 44 and a half. And his last two games have been 169 yards. And really adding him as a weapon on the ground game is something the Giants are going to need to do to stick in this one. So Giants plus seven and a half and Jones over 44 and a half rushing. Wow. Everybody in New York is going to love you for that one. Yes. Giants keeping it close this time. And by the way, I wanted to ask you, because I did see your tweet about that parlay from last week. Why did you go money line with all those games except for the Cowboys in which you laid the two and a half? That, I think, is my um, fandom kicking in. I get very superstitious about betting my Cowboys, so I played it safe with the points. Instead of taking the money line, I felt confident we were going to win. I said last week we're the better team, but Tom Brady magic made me a little nervous. I should have really just stuck with the thought, though, the Bucks were average or below average all season. That's what they were going to be in the postseason. But Tom Brady messed with my head a little bit there. Right, but you but weren't the Cowboys favorites in that game or no? No, they weren't. They were the underdog. Oh, yes, they were the favorites. Right, they well, were the favorites. Yeah, that's why I was confused because I was like, Taylor, and I'm looking at all the, you know, obviously there were a lot of games with the big spreads, and you had the money line in that. And I'm like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. For a two-and-a-half-point spread, why would you now? Obviously, it worked out, but why would you risk that of all to have the Cowboys minus two and a half in your parlay, which was all a money leg, a money line parlay? I guess I just felt confidently enough that they could get it done. Something in me was telling me the Cowboys would hopefully have a good game, and I wanted to bet on the fact that I thought they were the gooder, better team. Yeah. I think, is what it was. I was going to tweet you, and I was like, yeah, I'll just ask her Friday if she comes on. Anyway, all right, so you <laughs> like the Giants, and you like Daniel Jones uh, in, in this game, and I'm sure Giant fans are going to love that. And obviously, if the Giants do want to compete in this game with Philadelphia, they're going to have to run the ball with both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And Maybe there's more of a balance than we saw last week, where it was heavy with Jones and light with Barclay. Uh, Barkley, although for your parlay here, uh, or for the uh, the prop bet, Taylor, we want to have Daniel Jones make sure he gets over those 44 yeah. yards or so. All right. Let's go to Sunday. Another huge matchup, Bills and Bengals, the rematch of the game that never was on the Monday night a few weeks ago after the DeMar Hamlin stuff. What do you think here, Bills and the Bengals? What is that line at right now? Four? Are we looking at four? Five and a half, oh, okay. I believe. Five and a half on Superbook Sports. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, this game interests me, like I said, the most. I already said it's going to be the first time we really see Allen and Burrow. One thing that I love about Burrow, he uses the fact that he is an underdog as motivation. It gives him that chip on his shoulder. And if I had to choose between building a team, I said this earlier, around Burrow or Allen, I think I would choose Burrow every single day of the week. Great players in any sport, they ride that line of cockiness and confidence, and I feel like Joe Burrow does that perfectly. That is why I'm going to take Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns. 
Burrow, in 16 full games during the regular season, he hit this over 11 times. And Burrow has 35 TDs on the year. That's third in the NFL. During the regular season, any time Burrow had a game with just one touchdown, he ended up following up the next game with at least two. And last week, he only had one against Baltimore. And one of Burrow's biggest strengths that I think will play very well against the Bills is he's very good at processing defenses. He really sees what they're doing pre- and post-snap. It makes it easier for him to make adjustments and beat these defenses. And no one thought Burrow and the Bengals last season were going to make it to the Super Bowl. The beginning of this year, I felt like a lot of people wrote them off as well. And here they are yet again against the Bucs. I'm taking the dark horse. I think I'm going to go with the Bengals on the money line as well and then Burrow over one-and-a-half passing TDs. Yeah, and I like what you're saying about the Bengals early on. To me, that was where they showed that they can handle adversity. Coming off the mm-hmm. unlikely Super Bowl run a year ago, starting the season slow, I'm like, ah, the Bengals aren't going to do it. And everybody was on the Bills this year to start. But right. I do get that feeling now that people are kind of down on Buffalo, Taylor. Whether yeah. it's well, yes. the Bengals are good, of course, you know that, but Buffalo has not been, you know, especially the fact that they played sloppy against Miami and almost lost that mm-hmm. game where nobody thought that that would be close. Don't you get right. the feel that people are doubting the Bills at this point? I do. I'm one of those people. I'm starting to doubt them. I'm, I don't want to say I'm doubting Josh Allen, but a little bit. He turns the ball over too much. It's costly. They just don't ever They kind of remind me of the Chargers sometimes. Mm. They have all of this talent, but they never live up to the potential. Something just seems off and not right there. I feel bad for Bill's Mafia. I feel like this happens to them all the time. Do they get it done? I mean, obviously, they're the favorite. There's a good chance. I just feel like uh, the Bengals, the Bengals might do it. And the Bengals are feeling disrespected because people are already buying tickets for the neutral site AFC Championship game, which if the Bills and uh, Chiefs make it, it would be in Atlanta, of course. I, I can't wait for that matchup. That's going to be a good one. Last one on that one real quick, Taylor. What is the, what's the price on the borrow one and a half? Because to me, that seems light one and a half. Like I, would, I would assume he's One gonna... and a half right now, I believe it's sitting at minus 115. Well, that's not so... bad at all. Not that exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you got to jump. Right, because sometimes, you don't know, minus 150, minus 170, right. one and a half. And I know they could run the football, too, but that's something uh, I, I like that with Burrow being able to throw. You know, you would expect him and Allen uh, at some point to be uh, having a nice uh, duel right there. All right, Taylor, <laughs> your Cowboys, the the prime game Sunday, 630, Cowboys, Niners, old school rivalry. I mean, are you even old enough to remember their, their hated rivalry? I'm not. I am not old enough to remember. I've heard about it from my dad, but I did not see it myself. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I am uh, I am old enough to remember at least some of it. Not like way, way back, but in the 90s, certainly, uh, I enjoyed watching these two teams. So for me, it'll be a little nostalgia involved as well. I, these were my two teams, Taylor, all year long. I've liked the Niners early on. I thought your Cowboys were one of the better teams as well. So I hate that they're playing each other now as opposed to next weekend. What do you mm-hmm. like here with the Niners and Cowboys? Well, I already said it. Dak Prescott had his moment. 305 passing yards, four TDs, one rushing, and huge surprise. I always give out a Dak interception, and for once, he had no interception. So, (laughs) happy to report that. I feel like Prescott just looked so cool, calm, controlled in that game. The O-line's getting it together. The defense backed Tom Brady twice and had an interception in the end zone. That was huge for us. 
The Cowboys really needed that win for their confidence. I like Dallas to win outright as well on the money line, plus 170. I can admit fully that Brock Purdy has been phenomenal for San Francisco. 16 touchdowns, only three picks through his time. He's yet to lose a game. But I feel like this is his first real test. Purdy is going to have a top defense, and the only other decent defense that he faced was a good pass defense in Washington. Fading Purdy a little bit as well, going to go under 239.5 passing. He's only gone over this number twice, and the times he did go over it were against the Raiders and Seahawks, which both had bottom pass defenses. Dallas leads the league in turnovers with 33. I think Purdy and the 49ers met their match. His rookie winning luck is over. I'm taking my Cowboys this week in the divisional round. I, I am actually shocked, Taylor. Wow. I am shocked that you were doing this. How much of this is your fandom? How much of this is your just smarts and betting intel and all that? I would like to say it's my smarts and betting intel because I feel like when I give picks, even if I don't take the Cowboys ones myself because I'm being superstitious, I try to be very unbiased with it. So I would like to think it's just my brain and research that I've done that makes me think this is our shot. Yeah, and I think it is too. I mean, I've talked to you all year long, and you have not been um, biased when it comes to Dallas at all. So that's why I was kind of surprised in this one, making me open my eyes a little bit to the possibility. And I told you, deep down, I do think the Cowboys are good. They played an excellent game, obviously, on Monday night against the Bucs. It's just that the Niners have been so good too, but... hearing you say it opens up to me the possibilities that, you know what, maybe they can win this game. And let me just ask you real quick, if you think that they could win this game, Taylor, I'm assuming you think that they could go to the Super Bowl. I do. I do think that they could go to the Super Bowl. I think this win on Monday was so vital to them. And just giving them a confidence boost and maybe even giving us fans a confidence boost as well to show that we can come out and dominate in a playoff game. We haven't seen that in quite some time. We haven't made it past the first round in forever. I feel like it's felt like a little bit of a jinx, so it was nice to break that pattern. And Dak just looks so in control of the game that I hope he carries that into Santa Clara this weekend. Do you have any good pizza out there in uh, in Arizona? Ah, we have some. We have some. Um, I personally, of course, get Chicago pizza because we do have a couple of Chicago pizza restaurants out here in Arizona because there's so many transplants of us out here. So you're deep dish. Yes and no. I actually prefer Chicago thin crust. It's my favorite. Is that a so thing? I love Rosati thin crust is so good. It's probably my favorite, but my personal favorite is from a small town back in Illinois called Uncle Milty. So Nobody's getting that unless I'm in Salmonac, Illinois. I don't know how, but pizza's been a topic the last couple of days, so I figured I'd bring it up. Last one for you. Over, under, five and a half slices for me this weekend. What do you think? Oh, over for sure. Yeah. I think I'm going over that, too. I can <laughs> eat a whole pizza in one sitting. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't believe you, Taylor. No way. I have a good, actually, now that you're bringing up pizza, too, I have a good pizza parlay that I can give you that I'm riding with. I'm listening. Pizza money, as I like to say, put pizza money on it. So little bit, you're playing with nothing. Chiefs money line, Giants plus seven and a half. 
Cowboys money line, Bengals money line comes out to plus seventeen fifty five. I think so, Taylor just gave us the perfect parlay. I love there it. There you go. All right. We'll keep that on the books. Taylor, as always, I appreciate your time. Enjoy this division round. Are you going to be free next weekend, next Friday? You want I to do- will be free next weekend. You got me. Uh, Taylor, I appreciate it. Looking forward to talking to you again next Friday. Enjoy. Good luck with the bets. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You too. At T Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Check it out. Hottest picks in the game. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877 337 6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. is the number to call the perfect parlay coming up in just a little bit. Let's get some of your calls in. Stewart is in Brooklyn. Stewart, good morning. Good morning, Sal. How are we today? In a little better mood or what? Yeah, a little better. Okay. Things are getting straightened out, you know. Good to hear. You know, it's just like uh, I'll give it my parlay. Okay. Right oh, I like it. Oh, you're going to jump on board. You you lost on the other one that you tried. No caller so far has hit the perfect parlay. What do you got, Stuart? I got uh, the Giants covering. Okay. And I also got uh, Dallas winning. Okay. I'll so, give you one more. Uh, I think the uh, Jags will cover the spread. Okay. Jags plus nine and a half. You're on record, Stuart. I got it written down right here. Thank you. All right. What I like is that. I like the coach. I like the way Dable's been handling the team all year long. He's kept them on an even keel. Now, were you a Giants fan? I forget. Yes. Okay. Right. I thought so. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever switched back and forth? Like, were you a Jets fan at one point? Was I a Jets fan at one? Well, point? Well, yeah, '69. You know, Namath. You know, were you a Jets fan at one point? I was. I was a Namath fan. Yeah. See, I knew something was up there. No, I was a Namath fan because I. I just like the way he he carried himself. Mm-hmm. I like. Swagger, and I like this style. His sideburns. And I like Oh, I had the sideburns too when I graduated <laughs> high school. They were down to my. They were down. They were like Elvis Presley sideburns. Have you seen that movie, Elvis? No, I didn't see it. It was good. You should check it out. I will. Have you seen Avatar? No, I didn't think so. Mm-mm. So what I what I liked about '69 was we were, I went to the Met World Series parade that day with my friend, and. We went throughout the whole studies. We saw everything. It was amazing. What do you mean? I was down on the Canyon of Heroes watching the parade. We went. Oh, okay. And we followed the team throughout the whole city. Yeah. Every day when we were there. We what were, a year. When, oh, that was, forget about it. That was great. And I was there July 9th of that year. Yeah. And uh, watching him pitch that night, nothing like it. The air, the silence when that guy got that base hit. Yeah. Oh my god! And then uh, you still have your ticket back, sub. You should have your ticket sub for that one. Probably be worth something. Um, no, unfortunately, yeah. I don't have the ticket sub. But I, when we got back to Shea Stadium at seven o'clock at night, guess who comes out in a mink coat holding up the Super Bowl trophy? And that made everything that made that day special. Yeah. Don't name it. Comes out on a on a on a, on a thing. 
were holding the Super Bowl trophy up high. I said, there's my boy. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was something special. That day was special, too, you know. Yes. We went throughout the whole city following the team. And then, uh, you know, 73 was uh, special because, you know, they got to the World Series from coming out of nowhere. Yeah, but, and the Knicks, yeah, the Knicks championship as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 70 was really special, though, when right. it came out. Yeah. Uh, game 7. And uh, once, right, he hit, right. once he hit those two shots, there we go. But uh, getting to, back to the Giants, they, they have a continuity about them that they just seem to stay. They stay together, and there's no... Like diverse, uh, different. What are you doing for the game? Gonna watch. Well, like at home, you're gonna sit there and watch. Yeah, well, I'm sitting at home. All right, just making right, sure. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about pizza, Sal. Yeah, oh yeah. Let's okay, close with this. A what? Let's close with this. Go ahead. Give no, me we'll your. We'll close with this. Yeah. There was a place in Howard Beach back with, back in the day, and I mean way back in the day, I called Pizza City. Hmm. The best pizza I have ever tasted was that pizza place. And it's no longer in existence? No, they shut down in 1986. Oh, wow, look at that. You have the date. Exactly. They shut yeah. down in 86. How about that? Then I was going there from the late 50s. Pizza every... Pizza City shut down the same time the Mets did. Mm, that's uh, B.C. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was go. B.C. What about, what about Brooklyn? Give me. You got a, a recommendation for pizza in Brooklyn? No, not really. Oh, okay. Do you oh, even eat no. pizza anymore? No, I eat pizza, sure. Oh, okay. You just they can't. Have Naps, they have Nap Street Pizza where I live. They have this place called Lucy's Pizzeria where I go to and get my food. You ever have pizza with bacon on it? Uh, no. Yeah, you got to stay away from the bacon, I know. I don't have, I can't even, I can't I know. sniff it. Yeah. I mean, if I start sniffing that, I'm going to get, <clears throat> they'll pick me up with a spatula. Thank you, Stuart. Have a good weekend, Sal. Enjoy the game. You too. Enjoy the game. Good luck to your Giants. Always fun talking to Stuart. Robert is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Robert? I'll tell you, you guys are killing me. You're killing me one by one. If there's any pizza place, <laughs> it's Nick's in the Bronx. Okay? Right. And I'm talking about pepperoni, sausage, any way you want it. Sicilian, Nick's in the Bronx. Margarita in Queens and Bleaker on Bleaker Street in Manhattan. See, this Brooklyn, is too, it's too many, Robert. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I haven't really dealt with Brooklyn in my life. Only once I went there for for pizza for Defara, and it was the best I've ever had. But there's too many spots oh. here. Matter of fact, but maybe he, I should take BT up on that uh, that Boomer uh, bike tour that they're doing for Boomer's Charity through the five boroughs because then maybe I can hit all these pizza spots. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, Nick's in the Bronx. You said you didn't have a Bronx place, but Nick's on Gun Hill Road, uh, East Gun Hill Road in the Bronx, is it. Okay. Nick's in the Bronx. Well, I wrote hands down. down. Hands down. But as far as the Giants is concerned, what concerns me is their special team. The last time they played the Eagles, special teams didn't come to play. They fumbled. They were down 14 points before you looked up. That's the problem. Other than that, I think it's the Giants this weekend. Yeah, this I mean, looks like, this looks like, you know, the, like back with Coughlin and, and, and playing Minnesota. Then they went, they beat up on Dallas. 
I think it's this weekend. I think we're going all the way. Well, I mean, you're not, you're not alone in thinking that, Robert. At least I know Brett on Long Island feels the same way. And thank you for the call and for the recommendations, of course. I wish I had a catalog of all these recommendations that everybody's given for the pizza places. And I wish I could actually, you know, go on a, um, a pizza crawl and just hit all these places up. I don't know if there's enough time left in life to be able to get to every recommendation for a pizza spot that everybody's called with, even just the last two days. Not to mention, you know, in life. But I can see why you're feeling confident about the Giants. They're rolling right now. They're healthy. They're playing well. They're playing loose. They have nothing to lose here. House money. I know they don't want to hear that, but that is the truth, where the expectations were not there for the Giants. So anything they do is a bonus. Philadelphia's got all the pressure in the world on them. They have to win. Their fans will riot. I mean, they may riot anyway, but definitely if they lose. And I do think special teams are going to be a big factor. Giants cannot beat themselves. If they play their game, clean game, they have a chance to win. I don't look at this as insurmountable the way that I might have thought so two or three weeks ago. Chris is calling from Carmel. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Always good listen. How are you? How are you, Chris? Good. Hey, you know, I, I know the obvious ones, and we talk about this, the importance of the coaching as you look at the two teams in, in our town. Um, you know, but I, I was looking. Um, I know a few people in the building over with the Giants, and uh, something I don't think people – I didn't even know it until I was told it. But, uh, you know, their, their staff, even at the assistant, uh, you know, assistant to the position coaches – is like names we would all know. Tony Sperano is the assistant offensive line coach. I mean, he was a head coach with the Dolphins, with the Cowboys, longtime Parcells disciple. Brian Cox, a Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. three-time Pro Bowler. He's the assistant defensive. I mean, they've have they have guys and they have adults in the building. There's some young kids like Kafka or young guys like Kafka. He comes from Andy Reid. He, I mean, five years ago, Kafka was a, a quality control coach. Basically, he blew the horn and moved him to the next drill. But he had four years, you know, grooming Pat Mahomes under the tutelage of Reid. You know, there are guys, Wink Martindale, as much as people are afraid, I mean, I, I think at 60 it's going to be tough for him to get a head coaching job. But that building, yeah, this is Dable's first year, but he surrounded himself with guys in the room who've been around it, no winning culture when they see it. When you look at the well, Jets, that's important. They, yeah, well, what did Robert Sala do? He hired his best his best buddy who was inexperienced. Well, I was going to say to you, Rob Calabrese, um, he was a quarterback coach and offensive coordinator at Wagner four years ago. I mean, really? You know what I mean? And I look at these guys. Mike Groh, who's the wide receivers coach, is Al Groh's son. I mean, he grew up in the locker room with Parcells. I, and I don't think you can minimize that. I think there's adults in the room who've been there and seen this before and are not going to shrink at this moment this weekend. I mean, we may not win, but uh, I don't think you can minimize that. I want to get your thoughts on that. No, I, I don't think you can minimize it. And thank you for the call, Chris. Appreciate you checking in. I, I think, the look, Dable's the head coach. He's going to get a ton of credit. I mean, I'm not going to run down every Giants, you know, every member on the Giants staff, but you're right. The fact that he surrounded himself with people he believes in, obviously Wink, you know, gets a ton of credit as well. Kafka has been getting, uh, you know, notoriety here. And as a matter of fact, these guys are going to have jobs. Kafka in particular going to have an opportunity to get himself a head coaching job. That's what happens. Isn't it funny, though, if I may just take a pause from that for a second, where 
what, last year or two years ago, Byron Leftwich was the hottest candidate out there. Oh, offensive coordinator for the Bucs. Look at what they're doing. Leftwich going to be a great head coach. And now here we are, and he's fired. Like, these things, the, the, the system is flawed where teams are just trying to, or where organizations are trying to pick hot coordinators from teams that are playing well. I just, I hate that philosophy. Anyway, Dable's staff is red hot. The Giants are arguably the best coach team in the league. They're smart. They're tough. They don't beat themselves. They're not the most talented group. Look at the teams remaining. Where do you think the Giants rank as far as talent on their roster goes? It's last. And yet, I'd give them more of a chance to win this game in Philadelphia than I would the Jaguars in Kansas City. I know that, obviously, not all things are equal there, but you get the point. Giants have done a lot with a little, and that is a credit to not only Brian Dable, but the entire coaching staff. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Play fake, Jones rolls left, rolls left, wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Divisional round, perfect parlay time. So last week, just for the record, and we, by the way, we got Stewart who called in with a parlay, Taylor with her pizza perfect parlay, which I love, that little pizza parlay there. So we've heard some parlays already. Uh, for the record, last week, we all, you and Fleegs, Marco and Fleegs had the same parlays that did not hit. You lost on both the Bills and the Bengals. I had the Vikings and Cowboys in a two-teamer, which obviously lost. Uh, you both did have the Giants money line, so you each had three points added to your score. That leaves right now me at 78 as I took the over because I had the Vikings. Fleegs at 38, Marco at 35. I, I believe I added those three points to you guys there. Um, and I was thinking about this. Tell me what you think here. What if we, in addition to the Giants money line for the divisional round and for the, I guess we could think about this next week, but for the championship round, I was thinking add also money line on top of it. You know what I mean? Pick the game's money line, not the spread, straight winners, and you get, I don't know, you want to do five, ten-point bonus? Because I think that that could add a lot. It makes everything interesting here. I would say you have to hit at least two of the other three money lines to get a bonus. All right, so how do you want... We should have started this in a wild card, but it didn't hit me until now. Because basically what I want to do is make it so that the playoffs count more Mm -hmm. and that... Anything can happen. Like, how about you can then parlay? Because you can make this. You can make a money line parlay. So you get to pick the money lines as well, but you got to parlay them. No bonus instead of bonus points. No, no, no. In addition to no bonus points, like you can get bonus points for the money lines for the other three games, non-local. If you hit them all, but you got yeah, you either got to do a two or three team parlay. Got to hit them all. No, 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 I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm getting bonus. No, let's make it all. Then you have to do all. All the all of the all other the money three. lines, yeah, all, uh, right outside of the Giants game, and in a year where there's no Giants or Jets in it, then you could you have to you know the four or whatever. Or if the Giants were eliminated this week, you could do all four, right? So the Giants game still remains the same, but for an additional bonus point in the postseason, you can parlay money line parlay the other games, and then you get how many points you want to make that worth? Twenty, 
20 seems fair because okay. that's kind of in between of all the point values we Right, have. exactly. Two, all right, 20, 20 points. So now with the 14 parlay, which is what, 40 points, 40. right? Three is 30, two is 20. Right. Now you can get up to 63 points this week, right? Okay. You could if you chose a 14 parlay. Okay. Point is that anything is possible here. Obviously, 63 points. Even you, Marco, right now in last place at 35, you can be in first place. That seemed uncalled for. <laughs> All right, uh, Marco. <laughs> since third are... place, that sounds pretty good. It's the bronze. <laughs> yeah, right. He's even not last place. Like loser. I, I think I dropped McKeon from the standings. He might have even been in front of you uh, here. Oh man! Yeah, wait till Stewart in uh, Brooklyn hits his uh, parlay here. All right, Marco. Since you are, you know, trailing both of us, uh-huh. you can uh-huh. <laughs> you can start us off with the perfect parlay. What do you got? All right, we're going all four again. Oh yeah, you don't learn. No, no, I learn. You keep swinging for the fences. Well, last week he did four out of six. I mean, I gave you all six, and I hit four, four out of the six of them. I mean, I just didn't hit two of them that were right. in the, the actual parlay. The two life. that you were going to use for tiebreakers that we didn't include, we both hit both of those games. Right. So I'm saying I hit four out of uh, six, but, and I picked every winner. Yeah. I actually had a pretty good week. I just didn't have the parlay, so I'm going to oh, swing again. All right. And you see. added this another wrinkle? I'm swinging at that thing, too. Right, I like I'm taking it. everything. I like it. You add more, <laughs> I'm going to take more. All right, good. All right, I'm going to start with the Chiefs. Look, I don't like laying this many points. The nine points against the Jaguars, but I can't bet against the Chiefs. I can't take the Jaguars in this spot. As much as they're flying high and house money and blah, 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 and all that nonsense, do I think the Chiefs are going to play crisp and clean and perfect? No. But do I think they'll win by double digits? I do. So I'll take the Chiefs laying the points. Okay. Second game I'm going to is Sunday. Bengals getting five and a half on the road. To me, I, to, this is a no-brainer. Ooh. I think the Bills, I was very disappointed in the fact that they let a bad, let's be fair, a bad Dolphins team hang with them after a 17-point lead. Skylar Thompson and all, they didn't capitalize and take advantage. I was disappointed, plus something that all year, two things. One, they have not had a consistent running game minus Josh Allen all season long. I always felt like that could be something that could hurt them in a big spot. Two, they are very careless with the football. I know we can all say, well, it was just last week. Josh Allen's done this all year. It gets glossed over because they're so good and because they put up points. But when you face teams like the Bengals, these are the things that can keep them in the game. So you're giving me five and a half. I realize it's on the road. I don't care. Give me the Bengals plus the five and a half. Okay. Game three. This one, I've been trying to talk myself into it because I feel like the Cowboys have a shot. And I was actually going so far as to say the Brett Maher stuff takes all the pressure off everybody else and puts it straight on the kicker. And everybody else walks in and goes, it's not going to be us that chokes. It's the damn kicker. So I want to do it, but I can't. The 49ers are just too good. It's only four points. I do see the Cowboys as a good, solid football team. I think they can win this game. I just don't think they will. So give me the 49ers laying the four. Okay. Obviously, the last game I saved for last, even though it's Saturday night. You got two division teams. You got teams that know each other. You got a team that has not seen the other team. I'm sorry. The Eagles have not seen the Giants yet. That team that you saw at MedLife is not the same team that's playing on Saturday. The team that you saw in Week 18 was a shell of itself. They played nobody. I don't think the Eagles, I don't think the Giants are better than the Eagles. I'm not stupid. The Eagles' bottom line all the way through, 1 through 53, that is a more talented roster up and down everywhere. However, you don't have to be a more talented roster to win the game. I think a confident team is a dangerous team. I think the Giants walk in with all the confidence. And here's the biggest thing that I like in this. Jalen Hurts is not 100%. As much as they want to give you that nonsense, I think he's closer to 50 or 60% than he is 100. You're giving me 7.5? 
Give me the Giants plus a seven and a half. All right. Marco now, going with his home team, Big Blue. You said we got to pick the. So let me just recap this year Chiefs minus nine, Bengals plus five and a half, Niners minus four, Giants plus seven and a half. Now, this is where it gets tricky. Right. So you're going to pick the Giants game money line first. That is for three points, the normal standard three. Then you pick the other three money line winners. Okay. Correct. Which I got you, you basically. Uh, uh, not necessarily. No, two of them are done. Two of them are done. Yes. Yeah. You obviously, I got the Chiefs and I got the 49ers in that. Give me the Bengals to take the upset in Buffalo. Wow. So I'm going with it. Yeah. Wow. But it won't be the only upset of the night, Sal. So. Oh, no. You're doing it. You're going all in. All in. Chips to the front of the table. I've been saying it for two weeks. Since Christmas Eve, this is a different giant team. They have all the confidence in the world in themselves. This is Eagle team is prime to get clipped because they are not healthy. There's a lot of spots where they're not healthy, and I think the Giants are going to be able to control the line of scrimmage, which is going to be big, and a difference from the uh, the game in MetLife. Jalen Hurts is not going to run around as much. They are not the same team. The Giants will find a way. They will pull the upset in Philadelphia wow, Saturday Wow, I love it. I got legit goosebumps when you said that. So, to recap, you know the four teams. Marco going for the 40.14 parlay. Kansas City minus nine. Bengals plus five and a half. Niners minus four. Giants plus seven for the Giants bonus money line plus three points. He's taking the Giants over the Eagles to win that game outright. And then the 20-point bonus money line parlay, Chiefs to win, Bengals to upset the Bills, and the Niners to win. Fleegs, you're on the clock. All right, against the spread, I, I have the same four as Marco. It's amazing against the spread that we're doing this again. Now again? We're, we're going to differ when we get to the money lines. Damn but it, against, Fleegs! Against the spread, I don't love the idea of laying a ton of points with the Chiefs because they've been bad against the big numbers, but I think this is a brutal spot for Jacksonville. I think you sweat the backdoor cover, but I don't think this game is going to be close the whole way through. I think the Chiefs could be up two touchdowns or you know 16 points late and the Jaguars score a meaningless touchdown, and that loses you the cover. But I think the Chiefs win this game very comfortably, so I'm going to lay the points with Kansas City. I'll skip the Giants. We'll save that for last. Okay. Uh, Sunday afternoon. I've been on the Bengals all year, and like Marco, I've been saying about the Bills all year that the lack of a running game is going to hurt them if they're ahead against a good team at a big spot. You saw it last week. They can't run the football to try to end the game when they're ahead. I think that hurts them against a complete team like the Bengals are. I think Burrow is both the second-best player in football, the second-best quarterback, and maybe the most underrated. I think people put Josh Allen above him. I do not. I love Burrow. And I think Allen has not been 100%, close to it, but not fully 100%, not the same guy since that first Jets game when we know he got a little bit banged up. So the line and Vegas are telling you to take the Bills because it's moving so much towards them. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Bengals. I've liked them all year. And then another game where the line is screaming. What did that should, line start at? What do you mean it's moving? Three, three and a half. And yeah. now it's up to five and a half. Wow. So they're going way towards the Bills here. And I've seen kind of a closer to a split on the money from the public side. The other one where I think the line is screaming, take this team. I'm going to go against it again. I think the number is telling you to take the Cowboys. I know there's a question about Brock Purdy. Yeah, the Niners haven't played the greatest competition. Neither have the Cowboys in the last few weeks of the season. I'm not all that impressed by the win over the Bucks because, like we talked about last week, Tom Brady's magic aside and miracles against some really bad teams, the Bucks were terrible. They were an 8-9 and team, even just getting into the playoffs. I'm going to lay the four with the Niners. I think they win the game. They're a money line pick for me. 
the Giants-Eagles. I think Philly wins this game. Sorry, Giants fans. I think we're at the point now where we're underrating the Eagles. We're forgetting about how complete this team is. They don't have a weakness. The 70 sacks, 15 more than any other team in the league this year. They average almost a full sack a game more than anybody else. Complete defensive front, complete secondary receivers, running game, tight end, quarterback, offensive line. It's all there. The only chance the Giants have, I think, to win this game outright is if Jalen Hurts is not 100%. If he's anything close to 100%, Philly wins the game. I'm going to say the Giants can keep it close because it's a divisional game. So Giants against the spread, Eagles on the money line. And then I'm with Marco on the Bengals Bills. I think Bengals went outright. Wow. So you basically have the same except for you pick the Eagles over the Giants. Correct. That's the second week in a row. What are you guys doing? Cheating I, here, looking at picks? I'm well, money line, we're going different. I'm not happy. So just <laughs> you shouldn't be. I'm not happy. Do you know the odds of both of you hitting the parlays? I'm aware. I mean, my Which goodness. Which is why I'm not happy. Please, I'm really upset with you. But it's really funny, though, because if we swapped out the two losers for two, we could have both hit four teamers last week. We just had the wrong selections. You had the same picks through all six of the games last week, right? You just chose right, the we wrong. we got four out of six, Two right. of the wrong ones for the part. All right, let me just make sure I get this right. So you're taking Eagles, money line, Niners, money line, Bengals, and the Chiefs. Okay, I am going to differ from you two, no shock. The other thing is I want to do... More than a two-teamer, I legit. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not doing two teams because, um, because I have a lead or whatever in this thing. I just don't love more than two games this weekend, and I wanted to stick a third one in there. But then I know what I'm going to do. Like, let's say I go with the Chiefs minus nine, and I'm going to beat myself up if they don't cover, get backdoored because I didn't love it. So I don't want to force the issue. I want to try to win this week's parlay. I'm going with the Bills minus five and a half. Everybody is feeling, at least my feel for it, is everybody is saying the same thing about the Bengals. By the way, it's not an anti-Bengals pick. I like Cincinnati, love Joe Burrow. I would not be shocked at all if they won this game. But I feel like people have turned on the Buffalo Bills, and I get why. They have been sloppy. But the game last week in particular, sloppy game against Miami, everybody thought they were going to blow Miami out. That ticks people off. And when they lose money one week on a team, and then go against them the next week after betting with them, they usually get burnt again. I'm doubling down with the Bills. I think they win this game. It's going to be a close game, a good game, but all they have to do is win by six or more. And I feel like that's going to happen at home. This is the Bills' year to get to the Super Bowl. I didn't like them before the year. I like them now that they've looked sloppy and gone through adversity, as crazy as that sounds. I think they get the job done and cover that five and a half. That's my first pick. The other, a team that I've loved all year. I love both the Niners and the Cowboys. I think Dallas is going to cover that spread. Now, winning the game might be a different story. You'll find that out in a couple of seconds. But Dallas plus four, this should be a field goal game. Now, will Maurer be able to make a field goal? I don't know. Let's hope so if I'm taking Dallas plus four. But I rode with the Cowboys last week. That was my best bet. They dominated. I'm going to go back to the Cowboys again, take my chances with the four points. Bills minus five and a half. Cowboys plus four. That is your two-team perfect parlay. As for the money line, I would love to pick the Giants confidently here like Marco did. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I don't truly believe. As I said earlier, I've been saying all week, If this Giants team is somehow playing in the freaking NFC Championship game next weekend, 
It would be the most shocking thing that I have seen. 2007, 2011, two of the more shocking runs in the history of the sport. This would top that. I think they fight. I think they play hard. I think they play smart. I think they fall short. Eagles get the win. I'm going to go Bills money line, and I'm going to go Chiefs money line. I don't see those two teams losing those games. The Dallas one is tough, man. I guess I'm going to roll with the Cowboys. What the hell? I mean, I might as well go with the Cowboys here. I don't want to halfway it and take the Cowboys plus the four and then root for the Niners just to win that game. I really do believe Dallas can go to the Super Bowl. I felt it all year. Dak looked great a week ago. That confidence rolls over potentially here against Brock Purdy and the Niners. Maybe the Cowboys continue. Maybe they get better. Maybe they run the football a little bit better. We'll see. But I like Dallas in this game against the Niners. If I like them with the points, you know what? I'll take them to win this game outright. And you're looking at, unfortunately for Giants fans, a possibility of an Eagles-Cowboys-NFC championship. So, to recap, both Fleegs and Marco, Chiefs minus 9, Bengals plus 5.5, Niners minus 4, and the Giants plus 7.5. And their money line picks, Marco has the Giants, Fleegs has the Eagles, Uh, They all have the same other than that, the Chiefs, Bengals, and Niners. And I am going with the two-teamer, Bills minus 5.5, Cowboys plus 4, Eagles, Cowboys, Bills, and Chiefs, Moneyline. The divisional round, perfect parlays. 